Family Dental. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, welcome back. Hour number two on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Toward the bottom of the hour, we'll pick his brain on uh, what we've seen on a crazy 48-hour period with the Lincoln-Riley news, followed up by the Brian Kelly news. What a better time to have a Notre Dame grad join the program than right now. Mike Palm, uh, one of the VPs at Circus Sports, a Notre Dame grad, an Iowa native where he was born, educated, raised, etc., now in Las Vegas. Hello, Mike Palm. Trent and Ken, how are you? Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Trent. How are you guys doing? Wild wild stuff. I don't know (laughs) where there's going to be more moves in the hot stove in baseball or the college and coaching rank. That's a great point. Uh, by the way, there is news on the pending work shutdown. The union and the owners uh, met this morning. 30 minutes, they walked out. Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't sound promising. So, so you know what? I want to start there, and I, I very quickly want to get back to Notre Dame. Uh, at Circus Sports, I guess you guys are, and all of, um, all of you line makers, bookmakers out there, will have to... Delay the um, the the MLB futures, etc. The win totals, because I have to think after tonight the signings will cease because of the stoppage. How will you guys approach baseball season, uh, which seemingly won't start until you know spring training, maybe February, maybe March? There'll be an agreement. How will you guys handle that? Yeah, well, you don't want to post a number with a likelihood that they're not gonna they're not gonna complete the season or they're gonna have a shortened season, right? Because the worst thing you want is for people to have their bets refunded. Right. Why do you Why do you want to tie up people's money? You want them to get a decision. So we're going to be following closely the negotiations and then come up with you know a number. Maybe maybe it's not a full season. Maybe they start late and finish late. Who knows? But interesting stuff with all these signings, these pitchers. I mean, outside of the playoffs, this is probably the most exciting forty eight hours in baseball with this free agency. Yeah. What's the number that you guys have to had hit as it pertains to win totals? Is it 160 games have to be played in order for that bet to hit? And do you have to change the caveat a little bit in case you know we don't get started until late April, early May, if there is a labor stoppage? What are you guys going to do as it pertains to win totals if you get those guys out? Yeah, different shops have different rules. Some are 158, some are 160, some are 161. We've used 160. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll have to have that discussion, right? And if there's going to be any stipulations about season starts and ends and all that, which is all sticky stuff that we really don't want to get into. But you make a good point, uh, Trent. You know, whenever you make a bet, know the house rules. Know the yes. house rules on cancellation. Know the house rules on refunds. Know the house rules on teasers if a leg ties. Do your homework before you make a bet. Uh, that's great advice. It truly is. And like you said, uh, for the most part, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, of overlap, but there are different house rules at, at different shops. Well, let's get to the Notre Dame story. You're a Notre Dame grad. Uh, Brian Kelly seemed to be hinting, you know, going back a few weeks that uh, maybe – Maybe it wasn't long for Notre Dame, although I'm not sure we saw it coming at this time because, after all, they still are on the cusp of, depending on what happens this weekend, of being one of those four teams that qualify for the playoff. Um, obviously, I'm guessing it, 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 it caught you off guard. 
what are your thoughts on Brian Kelly, your head coach, walking out on the uh, walking out on the football team when he did? And it only caught me off guard in that he announced it before Sunday, because the, like you said, they still have a chance. Look, Cincinnati and Notre Dame, and we are going to just assume Cincinnati is going to beat Houston. They're in this situation where they need some help, right? Mm -hmm. So look at Alabama, Michigan, uh, Oklahoma State. Cincinnati needs one of them to lose. Notre Dame needs two of them to lose. It can happen, right? Those teams are in under those those circumstances because I don't believe a two-loss Alabama, especially when they should have lost last week to Auburn, can still get into this thing. So I would have thought Brian Kelly would have waited till at least Sunday when you know who the playoff was to announce this. But the fact that he's leaving is no shock at all. I said to him all a month ago, remember when he set the record winning as head coach at Notre Dame and they asked him what it meant to his legacy, and he said, my legacy will be that I never won a national championship, mm. not that I won the most games. I thought he was giving everyone a clear indication he was done. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, of course, people speculating who the new coach is going to be, Marcus Freeman, after what he did with the defense this year, getting a lot of buzz, the defensive coordinator, though, He's got an offer, sounds yeah. like already. Big one. Going with Brian Kelly down to LSU. Who are the names that you like on the list? And, of course, uh, people here in Iowa are wondering your thoughts on Matt Campbell. Oh, God. Matt, Matt you know, I made a little joke on the tweet about Matt Campbell going to Des Moines Lincoln <laughs> and Kurt Ferentz going to South Bend. I mean, Matt Campbell should go to West Fork. This guy, what? What? I, I don't get the love affair with Matt Campbell. I mean, this team has really, either they were so overrated or they've underachieved. I mean, before he got there, Ferentz was getting dominated by Paul Rhodes and Dan McCartney. Let's not forget that, right? The greatest thing that ever happened to Kurt Ferentz was Matt Campbell. I cannot see Notre Dame hiring Matt Campbell. I would be sick if they did. Um, I don't think you can go to, you know, what about these these pro coaches now that might be looking to come back? I heard Urban Meyer's name. They're not going to get involved with Urban Meyer. He's got off-the-field issues. Does Matt Rule want to come back? Mm. We've heard talk Matt Rule wants to come back. I don't know. I mean, I think Lane Kiffin is an interesting name that's been bandied out a bit uh, if he wants to leave the SEC. Who knows? It's still a coveted job. I think that's a hard personal decision uh, for Brian Kelly, who is an about Catholic and has you know, and been in Catholic education for a long time, to make that decision to leave and go, although New Orleans obviously is a very Catholic area in the state of Louisiana, outside of the SEC, sort of an outlier there. And we've seen Nick Saban have tremendous success as a, an overtly Catholic head coach in the SEC. Yeah, we'll see. You're going to be fascinating. Would they wait for Luke Fickle? Luke Fickle is very interesting. The thing about that and the thing about the NFL coaches is you really miss out on this recruiting right. cycle, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, at least Rule Rule's still a, a, a threat, you know, to get to the playoffs. But, like, talking about Cliff Kingsbury to Oklahoma, my God, he might not be done right. in February coaching with Arizona. You're going to blow the whole recruiting season? So that doesn't make any sense at all. Sickle's interesting. I never thought he would go to USC. He's a Midwest guy, really an Ohio guy. But that name does make a lot of sense, and I would be 100% behind that. I think there's a case where a guy controls a program, and, you know, he, he's done a tremendous job at Cincinnati. Maybe if he gets snubbed this year after having an undefeated season, that's the impetus for him to move. Remember Tommy Bowden had that undefeated season at Tulane. They didn't put him into BCS, and then he moved on and took the Clemson job. Yeah, that means you're right. Would that be enough, just that snub? Um, you know, I want to I wanted to go to uh, a different direction away from Notre Dame and find out what's going on, unless you have more on Notre Dame, Trent, do you? No. Uh, so conference champion, Mike, 
the Pac-12 essentially is a standalone game on Friday night, right? It's 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 Oregon and Utah. They're going to be in the spotlight at say what a five o'clock out uh, in Pacific time zone. So compare the Friday a standalone to all day Saturday. What game do you think will see more action? The Pac-12 championship or the Big Ten championship? Uh, that's interesting because the Big Ten championships later. The, the, the SEC championship game will outright half the NFL games this weekend. I'll really? tell you that. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's been in a future book for a long time True. now with yep. Georgia and Alabama. So there's already, you know, I think we've got around a half million already bet into the game just in the future book. And if you got Alabama or if you got Georgia early, good for you. We opened at three. Most places were three and a half. We were at three and a half before last week, and we jumped to six. Now it's six and a half. First time in how many years Alabama's a dog. That'll be number one. For us, I believe the Big Ten championship game will be number two just because of the roots. Our customers are so driven Midwest, right? And then it's that late game, right? And it's a, a play-in game for Michigan really to get into the national, into the to the playoff. The shame of this is, guys, if Iowa doesn't lose at home to Purdue, this is a win-and-get-in game. Yeah. Iowa or Michigan would get in a one-loss Big Ten champion, both with credible losses at Michigan State, and then Iowa's one loss would have been at Wisconsin. Oh boy, what could have been, and uh, yeah, there, there's a path. I've already played the parlay to pay for my plane ticket. If it does happen, you need uh, a lot of help though for the Hawkeyes to get there. So let's uh, take a little deeper look at that game. What are you seeing as it pertains to betting? You guys opened up at ten and a half. Wolverines, of course, the favorite at eleven right now. As I'm looking at my Circus Sports app, Mike Palm, what are you seeing? Where's the early action, Hawkeyes and Wolverines? Had a discussion with Matt Metcalf on uh, Saturday night. Um, going into them hanging the numbers Sunday morning, where was he going to open Michigan and Iowa? And he said his first reaction was 10. And I said, I don't think you can open at 10. I don't think you're going to take Iowa bets at 10. I just don't. I think you're going to get pounded with Michigan money at 10. He opened at 11, and we took some Iowa bets down to 10 and a half. The game may move later in the week as we get more Michigan people. You know, you know, it's interesting. These Ohio State people made all their reservations in Indianapolis, and the word is they're not canceling their hotel rooms just to shut out the Michigan people. Wow! <laughs> they can't, yeah, I mean that's that's hate, right? Yeah. But uh, we'll have a we'll have a good size. We've been booking some Michigan people to come out to Vegas to watch the game. They don't necessarily want to go to Indianapolis to come and watch the game. We'll take Michigan money. I was shocked actually how much Michigan money we took on Friday, Friday night, and Saturday morning mm-hmm. against Ohio State. That drove that number down to seven. And we weren't far from going to six and a half. I mean, it was all Michigan. Maybe the weather was a big factor. And people saw, I mean, you, you, you see Stroud. I mean, he's got his, he's a California kid with his hand in the hand warmers right up the kickoff. McNamara's got the short sleeves on and all that. It just looked like a perfect situation with the weather there. I think the plane in the dome helps Michigan. It helps the speed of Michigan over Iowa. Better athletes won't be affected by weather. I think the weather negated the better athletes on Ohio State and worked in Michigan's favor. Although, listen, both lines, O-line and D-line, they beat Ohio State in that game. Yep. Iowa's really up against it here. They're going to need some luck. They're going to need some Michigan turnovers. They're going to need to dominate the kicking game, as they always do, to stay close in this game. But if you keep it close, I think the pressure becomes on Michigan, right, because they have so much more at stake. Uh, is there a dog uh, in these championship games that have caught your eye, Mike Palm? I, I think Oregon. Uh, look, they, uh, there's a stat that in the last six years, uh, two, two the dogs in the Pac-12 have won outright twice, right? In all the other five power conferences, so the other four mm-hmm. in the last six years, 
favorites are outright 24-0. There hasn't Jeez. been an upset in a championship game other than in the Pac-12. I, I disagree with the number. If, if Utah was three at home and Reich Eccles on a Saturday night, how can they still be three in, in Las Vegas on a Friday night on a really, truly neutral field? I'd have made this game much closer to a pick. I know they dominated that game. Oregon got embarrassed on national TV. They're going to come back with a better effort. I'm not saying they're going to win, but of all the dogs, I think they have the best chance. Mike Paul, many people say hedging is just for gardeners, but i got a predicament, <laughs> and I need your help here. So i got a future ticket on Appalachian State to win the Sun Belt 5-1. to one. It's not a big bet, 25 bucks, but still a little bit coming back into the account uh, if they win. They're favored. So I can get Louisiana Lafayette right now, plus 125, I think I see out there, 120, uh, those kind of numbers. Hedging opportunities, when you look at that, are you just trying to make sure you're getting your initial investment back? How do you handle hedging, and what would you suggest to me? Because I'll be honest, I really, really just like the Appy State side. Yeah, I think you got a good number here, too. I thought this game might even have been Louisiana uh, to have to be favored in this game because they can throw the ball a little better than Appalachian State. In your situation... I think maybe you want to, if you want to hedge your hedge just to cover your ticket in case they lose, mm-hmm. and then take the profit on the other side. For I have the same, I have two similar situations here. I have Iowa at eight to one to win the Big Ten for two hundred. Right mm-hmm. now, that's what do I do there? It's not a ton of money, so maybe I wait end game and if Iowa can get a first score or stay close early. I get a better end game number because right. it's not so much I can't get down. But the bigger ticket is I have Cincinnati at fourteen to one for five hundred to win seven thousand. How do I play this? Mm-hmm. I mean, do I wait and see if Baylor can upset Oklahoma State? Do I just hope Georgia beats Alabama? Or Oof. do I make a three-team money line parlay? Baylor, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma State, Alabama, Michigan. It plays close to 5-1, to one, about 490 you can find it. Maybe the number gets a little better, 5-1. to one. And do I say take 1,200 and put it on that three-team parlay if it loses and I win my Cincinnati bet, I win seven thousand, but I lose, you know, I lose the the five the twelve hundred, so I win fifty eight hundred. Or if one of them lose, I win the seven thousand, I lose the twelve hundred. The other way, I win fifty five hundred. So I could almost middle the profit, lock in fifty five, fifty six hundred. I'm not sure. I'm still waiting, try to figure out what I want to do here. I feel Georgia's better than Alabama, but boy, I don't know. This day and age, is a good offense beat a good defense? Did Auburn expose Alabama with the blitz? I'm not sure. I think I got to. I think I got to lock in at least like three thousand in profit. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I would do as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put something uh, in, in the bank. Mike Palm Circus Sports. Circus Sports available uh, here in the state of Iowa. You can download the app at the App Store. Circus Sports. Uh, this past weekend, um, we saw the Survivor again take another hit. I saw a couple Jeez. of folks get knocked out last night. I think the number that are still alive, and we're not even in December yet, is 28. Is that number right? And, and remind me where it started. That number is right. We started with 4,080, and we're down to 28. Last year we had 1,390, and 35 people went undefeated. Wow. Right? They made it all the way through. So already we're under that number, and we're sitting here on November 30th. And you have now this year a tougher gauntlet two ways. There's an extra week. Right. And plus we added mm-hmm. to Christmas. So the, the, the Thursday night game and the two Saturday Christmas games are a week upon themselves as well. I think it's kind of an underdog right now that anybody goes 20 and 0. I think this thing might end early. I think we're trending that direction. Yeah, also, you got the Circus Sports uh, Million Contest. 
And the leader is 43-17 and 17 against the number. That's Just wild. Absolutely incredible to do it in the NFL. I also saw last week the uh, consensus pick, the top five picks last week, went one and four. <laughs> Feels like maybe things are trying to back the other way there when you're looking at those top picks in the uh, the consensus that it's Circa Sports. Yeah, the, the, the top guy was actually uh, 42 and 13 and went one and four. Oh. He's 43 and 17. He's, he held the lead because everybody at the top did poorly. I mean, that one and four, yeah, you're right. It was awful. And the fifth pick was minute, sixth pick was Minnesota. So, I mean, if you look at the top Jeez. six, it was one and five. It was, it was a tough week. It's interesting. The number one pick in the millions was this by far was the Steelers plus four and a half. But over the window in live betting, Cincinnati was, was the team that was most bet. So we, we, we got crushed there by Cincinnati, but we came back. Um, the second most bet team last week was actually the Colts. So the Tampa Bay comeback helped us. And, and the fact that, you know, they even remarkably covered three and three and a half with the touchdown by Fournette at the end. I mean, he should have really gone down at the two, right? Take the field goal to yeah, end the game. For sure. They almost got, almost got him to overtime, but it worked out for us. So um, a mixed bag of results. We did pretty good on Saturday. We did good on Friday. People bet Nebraska. I couldn't believe that. I, 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 I the, the opener four, and then they announced Martinez is out. It went to a pick, but they still bet Nebraska back. So Iowa was a good result for us. Michigan wasn't, but overall, it was a decent weekend. Uh, what was Thanksgiving Day like? Uh, how busy were you guys at the at uh, on site? Yeah, it was busy, busier, busy in the daytime. Yeah, um, a lot of people there. Obviously, with the big Michigan connection, ton of people there for the. For the for the Lions game with the Bears, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know such a public team in Dallas and the home team in, in Las Vegas, it stayed busy. It started to wane as as it became apparent that the Saints were going to be no contest for the Bills in the late game. But it was very solid uh, morning and afternoon for us. When are you coming back to Iowa? We're going to be there Friday, December seventeenth, in Council Bluffs. We're actually coming out for the Creighton Villanova game. Nice, it's a big one. Indeed it is. Mike Palm, Circus Sports. Circus Sports uh, app, you can find it at the App Store, circusports.com. You can find the Iowa tab right there. Click on it, sign up, Circus Sports in the state of Iowa. Mike Palm, thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Appreciate it. All right, let's go Hawkeyes on Saturday. You need them. That's right. Good to talk to you. Mike Palm, uh, VP of Ops uh, at Circa. And we're talking about those Circa contests again. Download the app, put a couple bucks in there, have some fun playing around. Need as many people as possible, though, to sign up so we can have a Circa Millions contest. Circa Iowa. Just for the state of Iowa. Be awesome. So we can have a Survivor contest just for people mm-hmm. in the state of Iowa. Need people to download the app, start playing around with it. It's really sharp. It's really easy to navigate. Do that. Let's get those numbers up there because how awesome would it be oh, when August we can talk Trent? about the Circa Sports Iowa contest in Iowa yeah. with a chance to win some big money. That would be great, and and you're 100% right. They've said they're willing to do it, but mm-hmm. it's all predicated on uh, what their uh, customer base is like by the time we get to next football season, which sadly is a long way away. <laughs> Don't say that. I know. We're still in the middle of it. Come on. We're still in the middle of it. Good deal. Yes. Uh, It's 11.25. We will come back. College football conversation. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. He joins us next. We take you until noon. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events.
Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local sports. With year-end approaching, you may have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net or call 515-266-3437, 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller Podcasts. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... It's KXN. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515 528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com that's renterswarehouse.com Renters Warehouse Des Moines you can't buy happiness do you remember when America's team the Dallas Cowboys won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman Emmett Smith and company it's been a while but the answer is 1993 do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses that's right 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolfroofing.net. Seven thirty, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. Trends play the day still to come. What have you got tonight? Just college hoops, college basketball at the forefront. Big Ten ACC challenge. Yeah, what's the best game? Duke Ohio State. I think so, and I'm leaning a direction in uh, that one. Well, twenty minutes away, we'll find out what that direction is. Right now, we're going to go in the direction of Pete Futek, CollegeFootballNews.com. He joins the program. Busy, crazy forty-eight hours. <laughs> Uh, that 48-hour period's got to be pretty good for business at uh, collegefootballnews.com and sites similar to yours, right? Yeah, of course. You know, there's nothing that that cranks up the, the team sites at the very least more than a coaching first. So, uh, but, you know, this year has just been crazy. I mean, it's the college football playoff discussion. It's that time of year. It's everything. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's just sort of part of the fun, and then it all sort of stops. I wish this coaching carousel would happen next week right uh but uh this for, for right now it's, you know all right then the bowls kick in it's a you know a little cycle of life here and then we 
we we go right into the you know the fun of the bowl. So it's uh, it's, it's interesting stuff. But we have big names, big jobs, lots of controversy, lots of screaming. You know, fan bases are crazy. You know, lots of big money uh, coaching things happening. It's it's certainly an interesting time. With Brian Kelly leaving for LSU, I think it personally says a lot about the Notre Dame job where there's just a certain level you can get to and it's be a playoff team, but that's it. Do you believe that that is still the ceiling for Notre Dame, that you can't win a national championship in today's construction of college football at that program? Is that is that a realistic way to read the situation as it's played out? No, it's money. Notre Dame does not want to pay Brian Kelly the probably what's being rumored is, what, a $100 million deal that he might be getting uh, from LSU. Yeah, 95 I think. There. Yep. Look, he did it, though. I mean, look at Brian Kelly. You know, For all his fault, I've never been a fan after the Elizabeth Seberg uh, situation, the Declan Sullivan situation. No. But on the field, he was great. Look, you, know, you can't fault the guy for two college football playoff appearances and a BCS championship appearance, and their three losses were to two epic Alabama teams mm-hmm. and a Clemson team that ripped through everybody. So they came really close. You know, the, you can get to the you know get to a college football playoff at Notre Dame. He proved that. Just because you're not Alabama, just because you don't have that one national championship year, I mean, that's just a whole other level that you have to sort of luck your way into. But on a consistency basis, you know, look, Notre Dame's still there. I mean, that's sort of the, the – the, after all the screaming and yelling, the one part of this whole thing right now that just doesn't feel right is that he's leaving with Notre Dame still in the mix. Mm-hmm, right. Like, this is the type of thing where you're not going to hear Luke Fickle in, in the hunt for – really in the hunt for this Notre Dame job yet until we find out what happens on Sunday. So, like, it's it, that part of this is a little doesn't really sit right. But look, you know, LSU wanted to pay for an A list head coach, and they got a guy who's at the very least been very, very productive over the last several years. Mm. Uh, Lincoln Riley, obviously, uh, that, that news reverberated. Do you, do you believe the fact, and he's adamant about this, that there was no conversation? Uh, until after Bedlam. I'm not so sure that I buy that. You know, he was asked about the LSU job, and he definitively came out and said, no, I'm not going to LSU. But do, do you think, I mean, it had to have started for it to reach the level and get to the point it did seemingly in the blink of an eye? Uh, that's what an agent's for. I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. I, I'm guessing that that, I mean, Oklahoma played his butt off. I mean, it yeah. was right there with eight minutes to play. Uh, against an Oklahoma State team that I think is going to, you know, blast Baylor and end up in the college football playoff. So I, I'm not going to give any. The, the team played well. It did not look like a distraction of a USC job was a problem in that game. So I'll give them a little bit of that because these coaches, they're mostly so focused on just the task at hand. I mean, you're talking about people who really they they are the most myopic people on the planet. When it comes to what they have to do next, I'm going to guess that it was a, a thing. It, of course, there were discussions because it does not happen just that fast. Uh, but that's what the agent's talking about. And the agent, I'm guessing, is his, his or her job uh, is to go everywhere and be like, hey, look, you know, LSU, what kind of deal do you got for Lincoln Riley? What kind of deal do you have, USD? 
And then once it became clear that Oklahoma was not going to uh, go to the Big 12 championship or get in the college football playoff mix, then it happened. So the timing on that is fine. Um, it just seems, it just looks a little better. But of course, Luke Fickle's agent's talking to people as we speak. You know, it just, that's how this whole thing has to work. Ready to talk about some games, P. Futek? Sure. The coaching stuff's fun, though. It I mean, is. Look, I'm about to go, I'm, I'm about to go on in Baton Rouge and good nature and yelling in the next, <laughs> you, know, half, you know, hour or so because they think the LSU job's the BLN end all. They oh, couldn't geez. understand why anybody would, you know, pick the USC gig. Uh, when I've been telling them all along that that's the better job. So, you know, look, Lincoln Rally to the to USC, that changes the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. That changes the world. You know, the Melvin Tucker being locked in for the next 10 years, that shapes up the Big Ten in a certain way. You know, this has been a very, very interesting time. But, yes, let's talk about the Let's get into first the Big Ten championship game. Iowa, how do they pull this one off? Not keep it close. Not have a chance. How do they win this football game after what we saw last week out of that Wolverines team on both sides of the football? You gotta turn the ball over. Look, that's it for Iowa. You know, it it, it just was everything early in the season, and you know the number two ranking was a bit of a, of a mirage. When they forced all the millions of takeaways, they looked great. They cannot hang around. Uh, with it, look, I know Tyler Linebaum's great. I know it's Iowa and the offensive line, but that offensive line allows way too many plays behind the line, and it's about to have his lunch eaten by uh, Aiden Hutchinson. And if that defensive front that showed up against Ohio State uh, comes into that game, it needs the takeaways. The offense just is not going to move consistently enough uh, to be able to keep up. So it really is. Are they? Uh, you know, are, do they get the three takeaways? If they force that, they can absolutely win this game. And look, the pressure's off. You know, they're playing with house money. All the pressure in the world. You know, you thought the Ohio State game was big for Jim Harbaugh. The running gag among you know the Michigan people I know is great. The guy finally beats Ohio State. Now he's going to gack it away against Iowa. Like that's the th- that's the theory. The Ohio State win was awesome. But I don't want to say it means nothing without a win here, but it kind of means nothing if you don't beat Iowa and get to the college football playoff at this point. Uh, Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com, is our guest. Uh, Can you make a case for Alabama? It's offense versus defense. We saw Auburn, and they sent the house uh, after uh, after Young last week, and they put pressure on him, and and we saw the result. I mean, Alabama was hair on fire to to win the Iron Bowl. Georgia's defense is better than Auburn's defense is. Uh, But can you make a case for offense to beat defense on Saturday in the SEC championship? little bit. Uh, it's still Alabama, and he didn't kill the zombie. I mean, it's, they had him. You know, it was over. They were on the three-yard line. They were going to be done. Uh, that was it. That was the season. But it almost, they still have the guys. They still have the talent. They still have as much NFL uh, skill level on both sides of the ball uh, as Georgia does. The other part of this puzzle, too, there are two, actually two parts of, this, parts of this puzzle that are still a little bit unknown. I am not sold on Stetson Bennett until I, I know he's been great. I know he's been efficient. I know you can win championships with, you know, the Jacob Cokers of the world and the, you know, Jake Fromms of the world can get you really close. But they got an NFL guy on the sidelines there, a quarterback, and they keep starting Bennett because he's been great because he hasn't had any pressure yet. He hasn't really had to, uh, to kick it in. Now he's going to have to go against a, a, just a nasty defense that does get into the backfield. Um, 
he's gonna have a, he, he's still got that three interception game in him somewhere. The other part of this too, thing too is it's we know Georgia's great. The defense is awesome, no question about it. They don't exactly have a real strong win over the last six weeks or so. I mean, the Arkansas win was great. I mean, they were phenomenal in that game. But that's been about it. I mean, they didn't have to play Bama. didn't have to play Texas A&M. didn't have to play Ole Miss. They didn't have to play uh, a slew of the, the bigger boys from the West this year. Uh, the Clemson game was certainly great, but they didn't score an offensive touchdown in that. So there's still kind of the, the, the thought that, okay, Georgia's been dominant, but it's not quite the same level uh, that they've had to play in, even though you have an SEC with 13 of the 14 teams all bowl eligible. Uh, they haven't quite played the same level as like an Alabama has so far in terms of the schedule. So with that, Alabama in an underdog role, and that's what I keep coming back to. That offensive line for Bama is not good. You think against that Georgia front, no chance. But I just, in the lingering in the back of my mind, Nick Saban relishing the underdog role. Mm-hmm. He has to be just loving this, loving this part of, of it. Of course. This, is, this sets up for everything he does, yet I still want to lay the points with Georgia. <laughs> Yeah, of course. You know, it, it's it, it's almost like an NBA team that got all the all the all the All Star talent, and they just like the Lakers. You know, get through the season, get to the five seed. Okay, we're in, and then it's like okay, game on. It almost you almost see it in the post game press conference and some of the after uh, discussions with Saban, where he, there is true kind of relief. Like, okay, we got here. You know, now, you know, like we got past this win. We got past Auburn. Team didn't play all that great. Okay, now we get to actually turn this up a notch. Not saying that they didn't care about Auburn or didn't try, uh, but it's almost like the pressure on Alabama is so great. We kind of, you know, we take it for granted that Alabama just, you know, does this every single year and how impossible that is uh, to maintain that sort of consistency. But they got the job done. They got to the one game that they needed to get uh, at 11-1 where they've got the chance now to get this done. And we've seen this before where when they catch a break, whether it was the college football playoff a few years back where you know they caught the break by getting in that four seed even though they didn't even win their own division and they ripped through it and won the national championship. When they get it, they usually kick the door down. Uh, Pete, my last thing for you: um, you make a, you're going to make a case for Houston to beat Cincinnati. I think you have 16 yeah. folks picking that uh, picking all of the games. Uh, you and Clucko the Chicken, are, or yeah. whoever that is, are the were the only two to the uh, coin to, flip. The coin flip, right? Uh, pick picked Houston. So, uh, other than the coin flip, you were the only one. What 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 what's behind your your Houston affinity this week? I'm not a believer in Cincinnati. I picked East Carolina to win last week. That didn't work either, obviously. I just, it's a good team. It's been, it, it could, I will not be shocked if they come out in like 28 to 3 Houston. Certainly they've been getting the job done. They are, they've been good enough. Houston's kind of been lurking. You know, that's a team that they lost to Texas Tech to start the yep. season and they've been very, very quietly, very, very good. And they keep sort of winning, winning, winning. They only have that one loss. That defense is pretty good. That offense is really good. And Dana Holgerson's an all right head coach. Mm, I kind of think that you finally have Cincinnati going against a real team for the first time since beating Notre Dame. And if you look at the Cincinnati schedule, it was a great win, no question about it, against Notre Dame. That's it. They got nothing else. They, you know, Indiana didn't win a Big Ten game. 
and they struggled. They needed that kickoff return. Now, give Cincinnati credit. They come through with special teams. That's part of the game. You know, Iowa knows that better than anybody. That's uh, part of the game. You know, but they needed the kick return to get through Indiana. They needed the uh, the field goal block against East Carolina. That was a, a swing where they came within a yard and a penalty of, of of being only up by a touchdown late against the Pirates, and then everything turned around with the one big play. Uh, that's part of it, but I just think Houston is just good enough to pull this off. Final thing for you. College football news, you guys do a great job of your bowl projections. Any more? Is it just a mess? I mean, there's so many times where you kind of had the order of things, and yeah, a few things would shuffle, but boy, looking at it now, it just it feels like it's all over the map. How tough it is, is it to do those projections? Uh, they're tough, you know, but labor of love and fun, but they're pretty locked in. The, the, part, the problem with the bowl projections is we do kind of know uh, some inside stuff where, where bowls are leaning. There are some you know, conferences that kind of lock into spots. They're tough. The, the, the part of this that gets blown up really fast is that ESPN really just wants the best matchups. And so while you think that a matchup would be absolutely rock solid, perfect geographically and in terms of how this should work, and then all of a sudden you're gonna, it's going to be announced in the next few days or so that you're going to have you know Team X from Conference USA playing Team Y from the American Athletic Conference that you would never would have put together. So And that just screws up the whole puzzle but you know it's fun their projections you know it's, it's kind of a as long as we can get as close to the pin as possible we'll take it so sunday the uh, by say by i don't know what time it'll be by four o'clock we'll know where everybody's going when will yep. college football news have their previews done will it take 48 hours can you turn it around that fast yeah it, that's the goal is you know this week it's trying to get uh, it's all the pieces in places pieces in places are done as soon as humanly possible to get those things up and going because uh, and then it stops. You know what's you know we have this big push. It's crazy. Yeah. Everything's crazy, crazy, crazy. And then next week it's um, all right. You know, NFL. Well, we'll pick your brain once those are all done as we get closer to bowl season, if that's okay with you, Pete Futek. Thank you, you Pete. Good to talk to you. Anytime, guys. Have fun with the folks in Baton Rouge. As you debate with them, USC or LSU. We'll take our final timeout. Breaking news: Before that, Deuce Hogan has entered the transfer portal. Has he? No surprise. Is he the only quarterback from the University of Iowa that will enter the transfer portal? I'll have a diff- I'll put it a different way. Does the transfer portal yield Iowa's starter next year? I hope so. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Back to wrap up the program. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, and West Des Moines. 
Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, final few minutes here on a Tuesday. Uh, Urban Meyer staying in the NFL. That's what he says. Urban Meyer. He never goes back on his words, so you can count that uh, as gospel. Um, One of our Twitter followers pointed out that uh, Houston, who will play in the American Athletic against Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. has a Dowling graduate that plays for them at Lias Bell, and he plays. He does, yeah. He's got 33 tackles this year, six and a half tackles for a loss. Do you remember him? I do, yeah. Yeah. He was really good, really talented, undersized for the next level. He went to Iowa Western and... Of course, was really good there as they're yeah. good every single year. And now at Houston, he's originally from New Orleans, speculating. I wonder if he was part of the group and we had Katrina. a lot of refugees that came yeah. here. I um, wonder if maybe he was one of them. But regardless, remember him. He was a good player and mm-hmm. didn't realize, thanks to Denny O'Grady. Thank you, Denny. And uh, Denny, the PA voice of the Dowling Catholic movies. Oh, see, that's yes. the there. You'll hear Denny's voice reverberating through a lot of my calls. Denny uh, likes to boom it out there. Nice. I like Denny a lot. Well, we appreciate him tweeting at us and certainly uh, listening to us. 93. Um, keep an eye on him on Saturday. Yeah, no big old 93. And that's at the same time as the SEC championship? Yep. Those, roughly. Are, the, those are the only two games that will be happening at least 3 o'clock kickoff at the time. But, uh, yeah, back and forth. That SEC championship game, though. Oh, just, my God. It's got a chance, doesn't it? There's something about that game that is just so different well, you, than every other championship game. I agree game. with you. It is. Um, I don't know what it is. It's the SEC. It yeah. just means more. Right. <laughs> uh, whether it does or whether it doesn't. Is, is, what, is that the one you're... Well, no. The answer is the Big Ten for you. Right. With, with yeah. Iowa, side to tie, uh, Iowa ties aside, mm-hmm. is it the SEC that oh, moves no your needle? Yeah. And it's Alabama and an underdog yeah. role and... It'd be fun to see them get just absolutely obliterated, mm. and it'd be fun to see them right there with the chance again and Saban as an underdog. And just so many elements to make How it. How much will ABC get blown out of the water on Saturday night? Oh boy! Ooh. The ACC championship at the same time as the Big Ten. Fowler and Herb Street, and an audience of dozens. Yeah. Uh, your play of the day, sponsored by Circus Sports. Really enjoyed Mike Palm coming on. Yes, he's so much fun. Yeah, he is. Uh, born and raised in Dubuque. Uh, went to uh, to Wallert, right? Yes. Uh, and then graduated from Notre Dame before he made his way back to the state and actually taught in Boone before uh, he said, you know what, this isn't for me. Off to Vegas he shall go, and yes. he did. Softball umpire, too. That's right, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the state tournament. Uh, what's your play of the day? I got four of them. I got a little four-pack here. All Big Ten ACC Challenge games. So we'll go in order as they uh, tip off here tonight. Starting Syracuse. Hasn't been very good this year. Indiana, off to a good start. Road game, though, going to grab the points. Going to grab the three with the orange, that zone defense. There's just so yeah. many times at Bayheim. Oh, they don't got a shot. I'm going to grab the orange and grab How's the How's Bayheim's kid doing? Have you seen him play this year? I haven't seen Syracuse. No, I don't think at all uh, to this point. So it'll be my first glimpse at them, uh, at least on the television set. 6.30, number two team in the country. I will be going there on Friday night. Florida State's getting 11. Florida State's still good. Yeah, They let one get away against Florida earlier this year. That's too many. We're going to grab the 11 with Florida State. Pick number three, Rutgers at home for Clemson. Clemson's not very good. Drake, in fact, has Clemson on a neutral site game coming up in a couple of weeks. Root for Clemson if you're a Bulldog fan. I don't think it's happening. I'll grab Rutgers at the rack, lay the one, and wrap it up. Give me the Buckeyes tonight. And how many? Three at home against Duke. I think the Dukies go down tonight. I might even 
toy around with the money line just a little bit. All right. Of the four, if you had to lean on, you could only bet one. Which one do you feel most confident in? What is this? Russia? What's going on here? <laughs> only bet one. <laughs> well, help us. You put out four. I mean, I like Florida State. You like Florida State? I do like Florida 11? State, yeah. I yeah. like Florida State and the 11 here. I think they got the bigs and the athleticism to match up with that team. So that's where I would lean. All right. Good stuff. Uh, that will do it for a Tuesday. David Kaplan will join us. Cubs are involved in free agency finally. Have the Cardinals done anything? I haven't seen anything. I don't not that I can think of. They're aware it's ongoing, right? I hope so. As long as they're a fan base. Um, Murph and Andy will slide on in here in an hour. The Fanatics featuring the restaurant tour at three o'clock. Uh, Cyclone Insider Radio tonight. It's Tuesday after all. Trent Scott High School basketball tonight at eight. 